Welcome to another episode on the Therapy Dogs Australia podcast. Today, Sam and I will be sharing more information about our new farm stays and training service on offer at Sam's Hobby Farm in Queensland. This is specifically offered for our therapy dog community. There'll be some uncontrolled laughing and training stories included in this, so we hope you enjoy it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to an episode with Therapy Dogs Australia, the podcast. We've got Sam here. Hello, everybody. And myself, Max. Um, so today we're just going to chat about something new that um, we're offering through Therapy Dogs Australia, which is the farm stays, um, which is really cool. Like it's a really great opportunity for anyone that um, is going to be probably in Queensland. So. Most likely. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, I've had a number of inquiries from people interstate Interesting. bringing their dogs to Queensland. Oh my God, that's fantastic. <laughs> okay, scrap that. That's great. I know. <laughs> I thought that too, and I've said back to them, I'm like, you know that I'm in Queensland? And they're like, yeah, I'm going to bring bring my dog to Queensland. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> For sure. I think amazing. Um, for some people... Um, it's a, like, they're so committed, you know, to their Mm. dogs and they should be, but, um, they're, people have friends and family and, you know, we're in Queensland, so it's a beautiful place to visit anyway. Uh, so I do have people booked who are coming from Victoria, um, and New South Wales. So that's a bit exciting. That's Uh, very exciting. It is, yes. And so I I guess, you know, people are matching up their holidays and their dogs having a little holiday as well. So that is a pretty cute. The dog's flying up for a holiday <laughs> in Queensland. Well, the thing about this country That's is cute. it's fairly easy to drive around it. So yeah. Think, oh, um, so they're driving, are they? I don't, well, I don't know. Yeah. Some will be, some will be Road driving, trip. some will be flying, I suppose. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, the farm stays something that I've been meaning to do um, and have been doing unofficially. Uh, So I do it with my staff, their dogs, um, especially if they get a new dog uh, and we, you know, want to get them off to a great start. They'll come and spend some time with me here. Um, And I've also taken our students' dogs as well. I've taken a couple of our students' dogs um, in a less official sort of capacity just to really get them either back on track so there's been some problem solving dogs um back on track or yeah it's a real confidence building sort of socialization um opportunity for the puppy dogs so uh the reason that I I mean I guess it's just being getting organized um but I've done that now and it's on the website. So <laughs> I have been mucking around on the back end of the website and I think everything on there is working well. So you will be able to see on there um, all of the details. So if you go to our courses, go to the website, press on the drop down box on courses. It's the farm stay and train page. Uh, all the information should be on there. So, uh, but feel free to email me if you would like more information. 
But basically, so I live on, I live in um, Upper Caboolture in Queensland, which is about 10 minutes away from Morayfield, if anyone knows the area. And I live on 10 acres, a little hobby farm here. And most of you probably already know, but I've got horses here. Um, and I've also got chickens and my three dogs and my cat, <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> <laughs> who is a bit of a menace, but he's <laughs> the very, food stealer. He's the food stealer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a really, it's a nice uh, environment um, and it's suitable for dogs who are either young dogs and we're confidence building. So there's, if you look on the website, there's two different pricing structures. The reason for that is because your dogs that are here that are already good dogs um, and they're sort of just chilling and they're coming either for a holiday, they're either coming up just for a holiday um, or, you know, they're coming up, you just, you can, it's open to our students. So all of our dogs are speaking the same language. Um, and so if you want to send your dog for a little holiday and they can brush up on some of their training skills, uh, and we're doing a lot of confidence building socialization stuff here as well. So, uh, my dogs are very well socialized and, uh, I work my dogs with client dogs very regularly to assist those dogs with uh, even development of their social skills and things like that. Um, but also, yeah, rehab for dogs that um, have dog aggressive tendencies, reactivity, whatever it might be. So my dogs are used to uh, all that stuff. So, um, and they're very, very helpful in those situations. So if you've got a dog that's an already good dog um, who's here, not for problem solving, they're just here for, you know, brushing up on their skills or having a holiday with someone who knows how to communicate with them the same way you do uh, and then spending, you know, a lot of their time playing and running around and being socialized to horses and chickens and things like that, um, then, yeah, jump on the website and have a look at the dates. The calendar is on there. You can um check that out there's dates on there that are booked but if you would like those dates just send me an email I'll keep a little wait list as well because anything can happen we have you know situations where dogs get sick or they get conjunctivitis or something that's contagious or whatever and they can't do their little farm holiday so reach out if any of those dates are already booked just let me know or the other thing is so um, I've popped, the dates that I've popped on there are weekends that I'm not already booked doing something else, but I didn't put every single free weekend that I have on there um, because I do also have a social life and <laughs> things. Not allowed, not allowed to have that. What are you talking about? <laughs> so unless you want your dog coming camping with me, uh, <laughs> I not, think some people are going to be putting their hands up going, that sounds great. <laughs> and that's, if you want me to take your dog to Brumby camp, just let me know. So, you know, <laughs> that's fine. I can take your dog camping. I'm in a rooftop now though, on the car. So, oh yeah, Nala sleeps in the rooftop because she's small enough. I can carry her up the ladder, mm. but no one else can go up the ladder. They can't be carried up there. So they have to sleep in the back of the car. <laughs> 
I'm sure. I'm sure they love it regardless. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. Um, yeah. So uh check those dates out. But yeah, the point of me saying that was um if you've got a date that you're that really it really suits you. So you're already coming up here or whatever. You're going away that weekend or something and it would just like really work because you're going to pay for a kennel anyway or house it or whatever. Just message me, just send me an email um, just in case I do have that weekend free because then I can book you that weekend and I'll just cancel and clear another weekend somewhere so that I'm not working 11 days a week <laughs> constantly. <laughs> so very exciting. Now, the um, problem-solving dogs are the ones that are coming with uh, quite a few like uh, issues. So dogs that have got issues that you need problem-solved, those dogs cost more money. Um, it's not really more money. It's sort of just more training, a, a, appropriate amount of money, um, mm. whereas the other guys are a bit cheaper because they're kind of just coming and, um, you know, it's, it's just play-based. Yeah, like just lots of play and um exposure really whereas the problem solving dogs they're the ones that are coming so they might be um anxious or um the more common issue is the reactivity so um whether they're chicken chases horse chases (laughs) uh reactive to other dogs you know things like that those dogs that come they need a lot more time they need me to spend a lot more time with them and they also need a lot more management so um, that includes managing my dogs um, so that they're not in danger, but also managing the other animals that we have on the farm so that nothing is, there's no, mm. yeah, opportunities, mm. opportunities for dogs or, or other animals to get hurt. Um, primarily the, the guest dog, because obviously um, that's our number one thing to avoid is anything happening to the guest dog. Of course. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so those dogs are going to cost a bit more and then you also need to be a bit more um, organised with your drop-off and your pick-up. So those dogs need an, a particularly reactive dogs. Anxious dogs are all right. Um, we make these decisions on a case-by-case basis, obviously, Um but the reactive dogs, the ones that are barking at people, growling at people, biting people, biting dogs, um, biting up anything else, those are the ones that need an assessment before they get booked into farm stay. So I don't have an endless skill set. So I just also need to make sure that the dog's suitable for my skill set as well um, before we take your dog in for however long and give it back and be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's still biting me. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> uh, so um, I think people that have reactive dogs are, are pretty, um, use, you guys are usually pretty uh, clued in on your dogs. Um, you, you know them pretty well. So yeah, I think we can make those calls from having a, an initial assessment and and a meeting with the dog, uh, just to make sure that it's gonna um, be a good fit and and that I think I can help you. Um, yeah, and I just obviously 
going to be very honest. <laughs> what are you doing, Max? Giggle fit, but a very quiet <laughs> one. It's on a podcast. So there's just tears streaming down my face. Max is just crying. <laughs> quiet laughing. <laughs> you just set me off, Sam. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh Max. Funny. Max is doing her um dog training certificate at the mm. moment. Have you been bitten by a dog yet, Max? No, I haven't. I, I really <laughs> would like to try and avoid that as much as possible. You're not a dog trainer <laughs> until you've been bitten by a dog, Max. <laughs> oh, can't wait. <laughs> oh, that's me. My um neighbors have got this husky. Uh, and it's pretty old. I think it's like 12 or something and it's reactive. Uh, it's just grumpy and stuff, you know? And, um, anyway, they had a, it got a tick on its nose. Like this has been like two weeks ago now. It got a little tick on its nose and they messaged me and they're like, this has been like eight o'clock at night on like a Sunday night. And they're like, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday night. And they're like, do you have an, a muzzle? And oh, I was no. like, <laughs> I was like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a whole pack of muzzles. Like I've got muzzles in every size. And they're like, he's got a tick on his nose and we've spent two hours trying to get it off and he's like bitten them multiple times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the stress. I'll be right there. <laughs> like in my pajamas. <laughs> what type of muzzle did you have? So I Is really like the, the under. The rubber ones. What are they called? I think that I, Baskerville is coming to mind. Let me just quickly Google that and make sure it's correct. They're like a Baskerville mu- muzzle. But do you know who I love and send everybody to? Oh, yeah, Baskerville muzzle ultra. That looks like it. Um, Do you know who I love? The muzzle movement. Yes, I not... follow them on Instagram. Right? Yeah. So if you need a muzzle, I put this in my info for um bookings for Farmstay need a muzzle go to the muzzle movement because she makes them and they're beautiful they're like all these beautiful colors and they're that same they're really good quality muzzles but I've got them like that but they're the basketball ones they're just the normal black ones but I'm like rock over in my pjs and I'm like come here little puppy <laughs> <laughs> who's a good boy <laughs> uh but no, we got some treats and got the muzzle on um and the tick well, off. A lot easier and got the tick off in seconds. Right. In seconds the tick was off. So, um, yeah, I didn't get bitten um, that time. So, but the owners had been bitten multiple times before oh, we got there. No. <laughs> <laughs> the desperation. Oh, yeah. Ah, night. because it was a paralysis tick. Yeah. Timing. Yes. Yeah. You're like, get, come here, dog. Get it off. Yeah. Come here and give me your bloody nose and get this little, this thing's trying to kill you. I'm trying to save you. Stop biting me. But yeah, they'd given him like, they were trying, they'd given him like a whole ice block. They were trying to get him to like lick this ice block and like get distracted and get the tick off. But he just ate the whole ice block in one go. <laughs> Oh, goodness. They're new neighbours. They're pretty great. Anyway, um, yeah, so Monday, Max, surely, but I'm pretty sure every dog trainer gets bitten at least once. 
So exciting. And then you do everything you can to avoid that. It's like a real learning moment. And then you do Mm. absolutely. I mean, I generally try to do that anyway, but Mm. I, you know, don't really want to get bitten. No. So don't. Um, But yeah, so it's one of those things you get really good at um, managing a situation and reading body language and stuff like that. And you just, you do just get to a point where you're like, I'm actually not going to do whatever with this dog because it's looks like it's about to bite someone and I don't want it to be me. Anyway, so um, the problem solving dogs, with a stage two assessment, uh, I've got some info, you know, all put together in a booking form and things like that. So um, don't hesitate to reach out if you have got one of those dogs. Um, I know that being, so, I mean, this is open to our therapy dog students. Had one here that did the training with us and then for whatever reason, not sure where it came from. He was only young, but he has definitely started um a fair bit of reactivity towards humans so Mm. yeah so he came here uh and it just gives me a really good chance to have a really good look at the dog so and without the owner because a lot of the time something the owner's doing is going to be contributing or something that the dog perceives about the owner or thinks is necessary or you know whatever so Mm. um having them the dog here for you know a three-day stay even lets me just get a really good um look at the dog and just get to know them um and I mean we didn't have any problems with reactivity with that dog here it was barking lunging at the horses but that's fine like we just dealt with that and then by the second day he was off lead you know around the horses so that's great um, yeah and he has improved so uh he's got you know like he went back home and he has improved so if you are a bit unsure about I don't know if I want to tell Sam about my dog's reactivity issues I understand that I really do um and I would feel that way as well however uh the dogs that I've had here for those issues they are better so I guess you've got to make a decision about when do you ask for help and when when's the time for you to make yourself a bit uncomfortable to better the life of your dog because sometimes it's not that hard to fix and I would say the earlier you get it it makes a big difference so if even if you're not sure, you know, like the dog's going to get a holiday. So mm. <laughs> like if you're not sure and the dog's actually fine, they're just going to have a holiday. Um, but if you're not sure and the dog's not fine, um, then they're going to get that time spent with them that they need for me to make a proper assessment of what needs to happen or what I think is happening with this dog. Um, and you get a full training plan in writing, all that sort of stuff. If you've got really specific problems to fix and there's videos that come with that as well. Um, so you go home with all your sort of info so that you're ready to go um, and keep keep on training your dog. No one is going to fix reactivity or anxiety in dogs in a three-day farm stay. If you have a little Google of board and train options, these options go from four to six weeks and on 
and on. Um, so, and those are, you know, obviously professional kennels and things like that. I don't have the capacity to keep dogs here for six weeks. Um, particularly not a dog that's derailing our routine because it needs so much support. Um, so that's not on offer. Uh, the best I'm going to be able to do is, um, like long, if you need longer time slots is over the school holiday periods, which is the Queensland school holiday periods, because I typically work from home in the school holiday periods. Um, and so I can fit in a lot more time for your dogs. Um, and the other thing is, yeah. So what, like you, if we're doing got longer farm stays that you can do, not just three days, I think, what are the options? Three days, five days, and seven days or eight days. Uh, so, yeah, problem dogs, um, if you just want me to have a look and find out, like, what what is sort of the problem here, uh, you can do a shorter stay. But if you want some progress made, then you're going to have to do a longer stay. But even in that, even a, an eight-day stay, like, it's that's not enough time to rewire a dog's brain. So we just need to have that in mind as well, that that's not going to be what's happening. What is going to be what's happening is that we're going to get the process started so that when we hand the dog back off, when I hand the dog back off to you, you're aware of um, the dog already sort of knows what's going on. Where that makes life easier is that it's less stressful for the dog. So mm. when the dog is having to work through a big challenge, uh, your handling is really important. So your timing is super, super important. Your communication is super, super important. You can't communicate without perfect timing. So, and I mean, none of us are really going to have perfect timing, but we want to get as close as possible to perfect timing. Um, so it's really, really important. The handling of a dog that's got reactivity issues um, is super key. So that needs to be done by a professional. So whoever that is, you know, there's most dog trainers um, do at least something with reactivity because it's such a common problem in dogs. Um, but yeah, that needs to be handled. So if you've, if you've got budding reactivity issues and you're not sure what to do and you don't really want to tell me about it just yet, make sure you do get a professional dog trainer in um, because if you keep trying to manage it on your own, you're probably making it worse accidentally uh, because it is very challenging to get it right. Uh, and if you're sending mixed signals to the dog accidentally, uh, then it's going to make the, it's going to increase frustration in the dog. And it's, you know, sending mixed messages is going to make the situation a lot worse. So um, that's just my little tip is to get, get a professional in ASAP Um to help you deal with it. If you're, if you're local and you, or you're not local, you're interstate and you want to do a farm stay and you want me to have a look at them and see what's going on, then you're more than welcome to book them in and do that. We just need to uh, have a conversation and make sure that's something that I can help you with. A um, couple of things. So you should muzzle train your dog. Uh, and it's very helpful for me as well. If you crate train your dog and also that if your dog doesn't jump fences, that's, makes life a lot easier if you want to do a farm stay uh only you only need to muzzle train them if they're reactive not not just a general farm stay but the crate training and not jumping fences is 
would be fantastic. <laughs> so I don't lose people's dogs. That'd be great. <laughs> I do put Oliver's GPS tracker. All my dogs wear GPS trackers, so Oliver donates his GPS tracker to the guest dog. So that's that, very um, kind of Oliver. He doesn't wander off, you know. Like it's, it's he's so outside great. now. It's on charge inside, but he's just wandering around outside. What a good boy! Does. Horses are chasing each other around the paddock. <laughs> so funny. Um, are there any um behavioural things that you just it's just not for the farm stay um a dog that's really just biting people indiscriminately you know that's we're sort of past the point Mm, that's a safety thing too yeah Mm. um and it's we're not going to fix that Mm. farm stay um one of the problems with like board and train or like farm stay is that the dogs outside of their normal environment. So dogs that are highly anxious, they're going to be more anxious because mm-hmm. they're outside of their usual environment where that can be um, counteracted is where they sometimes it's nice to be in a have a fresh start you know so I have had dogs here that they're less anxious here Mm. they can all take a bit of time they all take you know a couple of hours to transition but it's really bizarre like how quickly they bond with me so these dogs will be here for a couple of hours and then it's like they are my dog you know and we've got people coming and going from here all the time and my partner and stuff like that but it this these dogs will be like that is like they're my dog and it's really cute when like um my staff's dogs because they just love me because they've spent that time you know yeah. so like when I see them at the clinic they just go like so you know, excited, excited to see. because yeah, yeah. they've got that relationship which I think is really nice but it amazes me how quickly like the dogs bond and and then they're they've got their person and then they're like right I'm okay and then you know it might take them a full day before they're um, happy to play with my dogs um and that's okay that's fine um they don't have to play with my dogs if they don't want to we don't care about that we just be around parallel play is fine um but yeah if their dog is highly anxious the problem with that is going to be that um, like, so a lot of reactive dogs are highly anxious. The mm. problem with that is going to be that I'm not really going to be able to put any pressure on the dog, um, because it's anxious. So, uh, it's not going to be that helpful. We kind of need to manage the anxiety first, um, and then deal with the behaviors. But the, if the behaviors are really dangerous whilst we're managing the anxiety, um, then that's going to cause problems. So I don't think we've got any students' dogs that are going to be like that, um, hopefully. But those are the sorts of dogs that you see, like, you know, you see them in sh- like sh- those videos from shelters and stuff and they have just like cowering in the corner and they just have to like yeah, roll biscuits to them. Absolutely. And, yeah, mm. just completely shut down. Yeah. Um, I had a dog here. I think not last weekend, the weekend before, but she's growling at people. Um, but she's 
spooked, you know, she's just spooked. And so that was good for me to spend. I did three days with her um, because, yeah, I recommended, like, she's, her hair, it covers her eyes. So I was like, let's get her hair out of her eyes because she was spooking at stuff, like, even when she'd been around it for a while. And I was like, that's weird. That's really weird. She's like habituated to that. Like, and then mm. she'd be like growling at it. Um, and yeah, we just came up with a few like uh, activities for her to build her independence and her confidence. Like and what? Give her, just as an example? Putting her on the long line. So mm. um, I think she got really clingy to me. Um, but I want her on the long line because I don't want a growling. Um, and I'm going to correct the growling. But if we're just going to correct growling, what we're going to do is take away the dog's voice. So that's dangerous to do because if you take away the dog's voice and they can't communicate with you, so you don't know that they're upset or scared or anxious or uncomfortable, and that's how they ask for space. So I don't want her growling and everything all the time, but I do appreciate that she's communicating um oh I'm not oh I'm uncomfortable so we're teaching her to just increase her own space so you just move away like you have to growl at stuff just move away from it um which you did by putting her on the long line and so her owner has gotten back to me this last couple of days and said that's working really well um the long line and the hair out of the eyes to so yeah we just want to build our confidence up you know like so that dog um was young as well and was an idiot like she's a buffet so that's cool but I'm not putting didn't really do much training like her obedience and manners training with her because she was already just a little bit you know like ah <laughs> about stuff so those kinds Foundational of situations confidence stuff yeah, I think that's really key before we, you know, and I know that building, you know, working on our obedience and manner stuff, that builds, that does build confidence in dogs. But in a three-day farm stay with people she doesn't know in a situation she's a bit overwhelmed by, I don't think that's the main goal because um, that stuff's going to come later anyway. But she, um, yeah, we just want to really build her confidence up and then we can, continue to guide her from there but that's an example of like well there's a limitation here on how much we can achieve in this farm mm-hmm. state because she's growling at stuff that she's been sitting around for an hour so we need to work on that first you know yeah that's a it's a real problem and I know that growling it's got its purpose um and for a pet dog I would be like okay so the dog's growling it's communicating you know da 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 but we we can't have therapy dogs growling at people. <laughs> no, it can just be too. You can't have that interpreted in. Yeah, we absolutely cannot have therapy ways. dogs growling at people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Um, and to to that point, we don't want therapy dogs that uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable. That uncomfortable around mm-hmm. people. So two problems. First one is she's easily offended. The second one is she's using growling to communicate that. So we need to fix those two things. So we need to have her be less easily offended. So then we need to increase her confidence and independence and all those sorts of things and her resilience. And the second thing is we need to teach her that she can, she has other options that aren't growling, which is moving away. 
So if we just needed to give her an opportunity to have space to move away, you know. But yeah, it's a tr- it's tricky business. So and there's a fair bit of like if you've got dogs like that, there's a fair bit that goes into the handling. So it, it's easier for me to figure it out over a farm stay, but then I've got to put that into a training plan and ha- and communicate that to the handler so that you know. And the handler's not not gonna have as much knowledge um, to be able to deal with it at home as someone that has worked with hundreds of dogs. So there's always going to be that limitation there too, that it's, you know, it's going to look a little bit different when people go home and try and do things at home. We had one, this dog is 11 months old. One of the ones that came, couldn't walk upstairs. So at their house, they like, he had just had a lot of being on on alone time because they would all be upstairs and he couldn't come up the stairs because he walked upstairs. It took me two five-minute training sessions to teach him and to he walk was, up these stairs. So he just needed to learn how to walk up the stairs. <laughs> didn't oh, know where, didn't, he didn't know how to use his back legs. Does, oh. Didn't have any proprioception, his back legs. Um, and so we just I just did some back leg hind end work and then t- taught him how to walk up the stairs. And now, like at home, he gets to go up, he goes upstairs all the time, he gets oh. to hang out with everyone. <laughs> I'd spent 11 months trying to teach the dog to walk upstairs. Oh. <laughs> it took like 10 minutes. <laughs> so that's really good for him and the family. It's great. It's right. really good. So, you know, those are those kinds of things that, and like that there, there's going to be stuff I don't know. Like I'm like not a, I'm not going to know everything. But it's like, you know, with my horses, like I've got horse trainers. So, you know, there's a lot more things I don't know about horses, but, and then my horse trainers will just be like, oh, just do this. And then it's just like, oh, okay. Well, that's because they've worked with hundreds of horses, Mm. you know? So that's the idea of speaking to an expert. Like don't sit around going, oh my God, this situation's totally out of control. Um, or, oh my God, this is escalating or whatever. Go and speak to an expert. Um, and this relates to anything in your life. Go and speak to an expert because the chances are that they've got the answer for you and you just, you don't know because why would you? Why would you know that, you know, like we can't all know everything. So yes, if anyone that needs to hear this, just go and talk to someone who knows about whatever it is that you're worrying about. Um, or whatever it is that you can see in your life that's falling apart, just go and talk to someone. And, you know, most of the time you'll be like, oh, my goodness, thank goodness. Okay, that's not as much of a drama as I thought. Mm. So that's great. But anyone feeling anxious about, you know, chatting to Sam about it, for example, because, you know, you're doing your assessments and whatever through Mm. therapy dogs, um, we want you guys to pass. Mm. So, you know, I I know we've said this in other episodes as well, but we want you guys to pass. So you're not going to bring an issue to Sam and she's going to, you know, slap it down and it's just not even going to be a conversation. Like we yeah. want we want you guys to pass, but also if, if it's not going to happen, that's for the benefit of everyone too, including the dog. Like it's yeah, best intentions regardless of the situation. When, when something like, when something's happening with the dog, the, the number one priority is the dog, you know, like, we need to get this dog right. Like let's get the dog happy and right. And as a dog owner, that's, that's the main thing, you know, like if, if we, 
have a dog that's not going to be suitable to be a therapy dog, then that's just life. Like it's not the end of the dog. It's that's, you know, they're still your dog. So let's just get the dog happy. Um, and we'll figure something else out later down the track. And, you know, sometimes we can get this stuff sorted and it's all sweet. Like, you know, we've got a um, dog reactive dog at um, the clinic at Paul. He um, dead set menace menace on the lead at other dogs dead set and he is just over he must be nearly 18 months old now where we put him downstairs we've got a room downstairs we put him downstairs where there's no other dogs because otherwise we've got all dogs upstairs and over time we're like oh, we need to do something we need to deal with this dog deal with this dog and i had him here for um a couple of hours he hasn't done a farm stay yet but um we <laughs> working with Oliver and my dog and okay, I'm going to sort this dog. Okay. So he's all um, carry on, you know, like he's just bark, 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 but he's yeah. Like, yeah. He's just scared, you know, like typical reactivity. Like he's just, just freaking out because Oliver mm. went back at him and was like, don't bark at me. And this dog <laughs> shit itself. <laughs> Boundaries. And he was like, whoa. And I was like, well, that's what happens if you bark at Oliver like that. He's going to tell you not to do that. So anyway, um, we've been, had a bit of time at the clinic lately and I've been taking the staff's dogs out and, you know, training their dogs with them and stuff like that. Just doing some professional development and um so we know to do supervision with them anyway so just go outside and do it train the dog at the same time just ticking all the boxes sounds like such a good such a good time it's a great time actually it is a great time and i took this dog out and um i was like all right meet me you know downstairs go to bathroom before we go for for a walk and i'm going down the stairs and i can hear this dog's out the front (laughs) and it's going off (laughs) and i was like I didn't mean outside. <laughs> Dog's so reactive. This is a little border collie. Oh, and I'm like, oh god! And then we're like, we're all going out for this little walk, and I'm like, okay, give me the dog. <laughs> and he's going off. He's going off at this. We've got a dog groomer's downstairs. Going off at the dogs, and then these people are walking past with their little fluffy dogs and I've got the dog by this stage and I've just removed him a bit and just hanging on to him because he's already way over threshold. He's barking on like an idiot. And this old lady's like, oh, vicious dog as she walks <laughs> past. And I was like, oh, you hear like owners of reactive dogs complain about that all the time where they're like, you can't take your dog anywhere because people just say shit to you. Yeah, and I'm people like, really- I'm always- really judgy I've, about it yeah I've never mm. had that like I don't have a reactive dog so I've never had that before but I was like what a bitch like <laughs> I was like okay lady to be fair the dog was going absolutely stupid but um he's only little he's pretty cute so you know whatever um he was under control by me like he wasn't gonna get your dog but I was like oh man but it made me understand as well like there is another layer to this like um because I don't care I'm not offended by that because it's not my dog so I'm Mm. like whatever you know like whatever lady but the owner of the dog that that oh it's devastating yeah it Mm. impacts them like it really gets them and I know that that's so what's happened with this dog is that he's been getting worse because she doesn't want to take him out so because of that sort of shit you know like which I understand like I get it from the old lady's point of view as well like you know 
but I also get it from the reactive dog owner. Like, yeah, so this is going to get worse because now we don't want to take the dog anywhere or do anything with the dog. And that's why we've started, yeah. started spending a bit more time with them now. And the owners are stressed too and the dog picks exactly. up Exactly. Exactly, Max, is the, the point because I was like, right, <laughs> I'm walking this dog. And, you know, we've got our little, got on a pocket full of treats and, um, you know, I'm just going to correct this dog for barking. It took one correction uh, and he did not bark at another dog on that walk. Did not bark at another dog. Wow, that's great. No. We went and found dogs down in Redcliffe. I'm like, user on dog lookout as soon as we see a dog. And I'm talking the owner through. We're looking for dogs. So I'm talking her through like when I see the dog, this is how I'm going to set myself up and, you know, we're going to do this with the food and we're going to do this with the lead and blah, blah, blah. And um, I think even just that element, like the next dog, because I was like, absolutely not when he, because he lunges and he's just got a leash correction. Absolutely not. And he instantly just stopped doing it. And I was like, that was easy. So then (laughs) we're walking around, but I was explaining to the owner. So our mindset right now is very different to when you normally bring him out here and you're thinking, oh shit, I hope we don't see a dog. I hope we don't see a dog. I hope we don't see a dog. Oh my God, there's a dog. Oh no, oh no, 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 no. He's a really sensitive dog. So he's picking up on all of that. He's a therapy we, dog, you know? He And he's a great little therapy dog. Mm. Um, And he is, he's a big sork and he's cuddly and he's, he's a border collie. So he's very in tune. Like he's very sensitive. And so we're walking around on a bear hunt. I'm like, show, get me a dog. Let's get some dogs. <laughs> where I are mean, the dogs? Where are the dogs? Like, and then I'm finding dogs and like walking, following after them. And I'm waiting and he's just walking. And I'm like, speaking. And I'm like, does he, is he, what is he all right with these types of dogs? And she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, I find another dog. Like must have, must have been like five dogs that we found. Sweet. All good. But you think about like the confidence that that puts in the handler, but it's mm. a challenging moment as well because it's like, oh, he's not doing it for you. <laughs> no, it's not that he's not doing it for me. It's that he's not doing it because he's being handled correctly when he does do it. That's mm. what it is. But also the fact that I don't give a shit if Soul Lady tells me the dog's vicious. Like, yeah, it's, you know, yeah. Like, it's not my dog. I don't care. So I'm, you know, and whereas that would have been the, the type of thing that would instantly set off a reactive dog's owner and and then the rest of the walk like it's so hard then to you've got to you got to co-regulate that dog so how are you doing that when someone people are making you feel and you're so stressed the whole time because it's not just that the dog's stressed and barking and upset and difficult to handle but the social pressure that comes with it as well mm-hmm. it's isolating total, total sense yeah um so then we took the dog out again must have been the next week um and I prepared the owner, just remembering, prepared the owner. This is what we're doing, you know, went and found a dog and made sure it was going to be all right. Sweet. All good. We even took him past. We got this store, if anyone knows Redcliffe, got this like yarn store and there's this like crazy little dog that lives in it. It's like a little chihuahua cross foxy or something. And it's nuts, man. Like it jumps at the window. You walk past it's like it launches itself in the store in the store like it's the owner's dog it just goes absolutely stupid like spark this yelping barking and um 
it's just all right with people if you walk another dog past like this dog just slams you just hear bang on the window oh. <laughs> and I'm like every time I know it's there but every Gives time you a fright, I'm every like, time yeah because like, it's just it starts like startles you mm. and um at the end of this first walk that we did with this reactive dog I was like let's go get that dog <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's not enough dog. We haven't seen enough dogs. Go get that. Because this thing's going to bark at it, right? Mm. So this thing, I'll go around and I'm like talking to the dog, you know, making sure he understands, you know, we're working. And this thing comes flying out the window, smack. And my dog goes launch like that. And I just, police correction, no. And he's just stopped and this little dog just went to town. Like it was just going absolutely <laughs> stupid at this window. The shop lady. <laughs> the shop lady. <laughs> Why are you <laughs> I've got my I've got my two provisional sites with me. And the shop lady comes, she's not impressed. She is not impressed. <laughs> she picks up the dog, gives me this filthy look I'm like hi <laughs> it's us from down the road <laughs> just looking at the yarn <laughs> oh my goodness uh-huh. so anyway that's the kind of stuff that you can do when you're the dog trainer because you don't care like I don't care that she that's not my dog this isn't my mm. dog you know I'm not that I don't have that emotional that's why attachment. it helps you know because that's what I'm saying yeah, that's why it helps. Is like it was. I don't care. I don't care about the yarn lady's dog getting upset because that thing mm. startles me every single day when I walk past a bloody shop. Um. So you know, it, but that's the kind of thing. Like most staff are like, oh my goodness, like they're freaking out. Like this lady, <laughs> this lady is gonna yell at us. I'm like, Lord help her if she does. <laughs> <laughs> she won't be for long. <laughs> so, um, the. Yeah, the idea is you get a professional. Anyway, we went out the second time. Amazing. Um, prepared the handler, right? I took him out, made sure it was going to be fine. Handed over the lead, just handled the dog. Lo- and lots of talking about this is hard. So give yourself a break. You know, how can we put breaks in this? You know, da 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 da. Blah blah blah. Um, great, excellent. And then um, must have been the next week again. Um, we brought him up into the clinic. He's been up in the practice a couple of times under very controlled circumstances with my dogs because my dogs can handle this kind of dog. Um, but anyway, we brought him up and we, you know, made sure that the the owner was prepared as she walked in and, you know, talking to her from in our lunchroom and just making sure she understood this is, you know, step A, step B, blah, 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 and walked him in. Sweet. Sweet. Really? No bark, no barking. That's no barking, so great. Lunging. We had him off lead, dragging his lead um, around two other dogs and just, yeah, just being. He just really needed gonna that take structure a, and, and she, communication. And, and her and, too, like, you know, because it, it's stressful. It is mm. stressful when you're dealing with this stuff and it just feels like you're not getting anywhere and nothing's going to work and all that kind of thing. Um, and that's not to say like, that was an easy dog. Like that's, and it's, he's not fixed. Mm. Like we, that's a work in Ongoing. progress. Yeah. yeah. That's a work in progress for probably years, you know, but the idea is that where 
it's in progress, you know, where that's the, that's the plan is to get some progress happening. Mm. Um, but anyone that's listening, that's got a reactive dog, like it, it is actually something that we can sometimes fix quite quickly. So keep that in mind because, um, yeah, it's, and a lot of dog trainers will be able to tell you that like a lot of dog trainers that we know, um, that are our locum trainers and things like that. They've got, I have a lot of success with reactive dogs. So, uh, if you have got reactivity happening with your dog, um, I would be contacting a professional very quick, smart. Um, yeah, whether it's us or whoever, let's make sure it's someone that's got a good track record with working with reactivity um, because you can make it worse. So if you don't know what you're doing. so But make sure you get yeah professional help because that's just a little example of the difference that it can make because you... Uh, you know, you need to just be removed from the situation for a minute uh, until a professional can figure out what's going on here and what's going to work with this dog. Um, and then, yeah, we can get you on the right track. So that's something to consider. Um, there's always going to have to be the handover though. So like those, you know, some things, problem solving dogs, like we, you know, it's, there's no good me taking that dog for a walk and it's not barking at any dogs. What do you think is going to happen when I give the lead back to the owner? It's just going to bark at dogs again. So um, there's definitely that handover that needs to happen as well. Um, so that, yeah, we've prepared the dog correctly mm. and the handler correctly to keep moving on. So we're going to finish up in a minute, but just to, um, if anyone's still listening, just to touch on um, what's available in these farm stays, jump on the website. There's, you know, heaps of photos and things on there as well. You can have a look at, you know, these dogs living their best lives on the farm. Um, there's very options. cute photos. Oh, cute photos. Mm. There's options in there for things like, you know, teaching your dogs to swim and doing trick training lessons and stuff as well. Um, but if there's anything specific, like, you know, like teaching dogs to walk upstairs and stuff like that, then that's, um, yeah, that's fine to pop that in there, that you're, that's what you're looking for. Um, apart from that, yeah, I've got dogs booked in for holidays um, at the moment. So, yeah, puppies that are coming um, to learn about. I've got a puppy that's coming. Why is that puppy coming? I think that puppy's coming just for socialisation. And then I've got another one that's coming um to get better around horses uh yeah horses chickens whatever it is got stuff like that going on and you want to work on those things cats if your dog chases cats uh i'll introduce it to my cat and it'll never chase another cat again uh <laughs> easily <very> corrected <laughs> yeah. he has never backed down and there's no dog that he has not been able to teach <laughs> same yeah. with our cat do not <laughs> muck around with cats yeah <laughs> he just and they sends them absolutely so my neighbor's dog so my neighbor's got a kelpie mm-hmm. and love this dog mate entire kelpie i've got an entire labrador she's in season recently and this thing's following her around like he just gets into our yard and i'm like got my dog I'm trying to tie up this dog try and tie him up choose through the lead i'm like ah jesus so i'm like got my dog and i'm like okay i'm trying to exercise my dog so i'm just making sure you know they're not bloody don't getting up to anything you know man it doesn't matter what we say to this dog like he just doesn't he's just you know he's 
fixated. Like he's like, that's my girlfriend. I'm like, mm, okay, she yeah. loves you very much. And it would be very cute to have Labrador cross Kelpie puppies, but that's not the business that we're in. So you're just <laughs> going to have to just, she's not available. I'm locking her in the stable, you know, doing all this with this dog. Um, And anyway, my cat, so this Kelpie, he's, he's like a farm dog. Like he's just cruises around. Like mm. he's already been up here twice today. Um. He runs around with the dingoes, like everyone, all the neighbors got him on their cameras, running around with the dingo pack. So your uh, cat, anyway. your cat. No, the, the Kelpie. Oh, the Kelpie sorry, I missed that bit. Yeah, yeah. He's a proper dog. Like he's a legend, yeah. like he's a cool dog, but um, he's a proper dog, you know. Uh, anyway, my cat comes out of nowhere. So he's following Nala and following him to go home. Cat comes out of nowhere, dusts him up, just dusted him this thing is this kelpie is screaming <laughs> i'm like what the was that what, what just happened? happened turn around the cat is after this kelpie and i'm like Jesus. not having it bobby not is having not it. having it not having it and i was like bloody hell this do- got him twice he thinks oh. screaming running away oh. like i've never heard <laughs> has and he come he's back a since tough dog he has but i was like thank <laughs> god bobby because i'm sick of you know like i've got nala with me but i have I some boundaries thank god you get bobby out here every day chase play next door for name's digger chase digger away but anyway um digger's allowed to visit she's when she's just like so he visits every day but um i don't care as long as nala's not in season when she's in season i just have to Problems. keep a very close mm. eye on drive me nuts but anyway just make my life more difficult but anyway um yeah so if anyone needs their dog dusted up by a cat let me know hit me up <laughs> bobby is available he is available he's getting old but he's still got it you know mm. he and he yeah he um involved himself in the kelpie situation he just came out of nowhere into the yard <laughs> <laughs> he's like right i'm gonna sort this out <laughs> <laughs> my god <laughs> Cat's out of control. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. So uh, we've already had quite a, there's um, not a heap of dates. I'm not putting next year's dates on there as um, just yet. So uh, if you've got, so, so a couple of people have emailed me about January. So um, feel free to do that. Let me know uh, what you're trying to achieve with your dog and what kind of stay you want and I'll organise something for you. It's been fun getting back into this face-to-face dog training stuff because, you know, for a long time we haven't been able to do, like we used to do our courses face-to-face all the time. I had my hands on dogs all the time. Um, But we don't get to do that anymore. We just, there's much more reduced our face-to-face hands-on stuff. Um, So it's been nice getting back into that, um, spending a bit more time on that and what we have been. So, yeah, hit us up, send us an email. All the info's on the website. Prices are on the website. Uh, dates are on the website. Yeah, that's all you need to know about Farmstead. Cool. Thanks, Sam. No worries. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in studying with Therapy Dogs Australia or you have a few more questions before deciding, please get in touch with us by emailing courses at therapydog.com.au or visiting our website at www.therapydog.com.au for more information and FAQs.